Once he's uh, done separating out his recyclables and dropping the kids off at school, uh, he may be stocking up on bread and milk. Mayor G.T. Bynum is with us. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. <laughs> so <laughs> is the city ready for uh, another February winter storm? Uh, yes. I mean, we really start preparing for these, honestly, in the, the summer and fall, making sure all of our uh, trucks are tuned up and, and have their equipment primed and ready to go, making sure that we have uh, plenty of brine and, and salt to keep roads cleared. And so, uh, you know, our team, we get ready for this every year. And uh, this is obviously could potentially be a pretty big snowstorm. Uh, but but we have a great team that's prepared and ready to go. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you, it definitely... Uh, being in this job changes how you relate to snow. Yes. Uh, you mentioned my kids, like they're all excited, like, oh boy, we really hope it just pours. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined snow days yeah. for me. And I'll, I'll, I'll see you in three days, kids. Um, exactly. <laughs> oh. um, and how's the fleet? I mean, we've had many discussions here about uh, replacing the snow plows. You sat in one, I remember, and your foot went through the floorboard or something. Uh, have we gotten all those replaced? Not all of them, but but we are on a schedule to get them all replaced, thanks to the voters approving the uh, Improve Our Tulsa program back in 2019. Honestly, the, the main limitation that, that we face right now, and it's not unique to this service, it's really in so many, is uh, manpower levels, uh, you know, filling vacancies, in whether it's in uh, this kind of work or in the police department or any other or call center right now. Uh, it, it's a real challenge finding people to fill those jobs. Uh, but, you know, I, I have complete confidence in the team that we've got. I think one thing that's super important for folks to understand is, you know, when we have an event like this, it's not just the folks in the trucks driving. You have uh, our equipment management team, our maintenance folks, they work 24 hours uh, around the clock because you bring in these trucks that have been in the worst possible weather conditions. Uh, and it's like a NASCAR pit crew working hmm. on those things to clean them up and get them ready to go back out and fix any issues. Uh, Cause they're running these trucks, they run 24 hours a day uh, during events like this. And so there's a lot of folks that play a part in responding to an event like this, but we've got literally independently ranked by uh independent experts the best team of any city in all of north america wow. doing this work that's pretty incredible yeah we have a great team um let's talk homicides for a moment we had uh, homicides number eight and nine on the uh, year on the month um uh, happened over the weekend and as i noted a few minutes ago keep going at this pace and we'll be somewhere between 100 and 120 uh, homicides on the year. Obviously, I don't think that pace will sustain itself, but I, I just wanted to get your take on what do you think's going on here? Um, well, honestly, you, you don't want to uh, make a, a, a identify a trend just based on one month and, and the circumstances there. And, and I don't want to get too much into the, the two that most recently happened because those investigations are ongoing. Right. But one of the things that we do see with homicides in Tulsa is that, you know, that there are generally there are three main contributors on them that would represent the vast majority of them. And those are related to domestic violence, uh, gun deals gone bad and drug deals gone bad. Mm -hmm. uh, th these aren't random acts of violence occurring around the city. 
and so the focus of the Tulsa Police Department continues to be very much uh, on the, the crime gun unit uh, that, that's been deployed in hot spots around town trying to get illegal firearms off the street and the people who possess them behind bars. Uh, and, and we've been very fortunate both on that and on the drug front to have support from state and federal law enforcement as well, as well as the folks at the Tulsa County Sheriff's Office. So, you know, Chief Franklin and his team, they're very cognizant of the, the trends that we're seeing and the work that needs to be done. But I would also say for your average Tulsan who's going about your life, uh, this is not something that, you know, you're in an impending is an impending threat to you. Uh, I, my faith tells me every life is sacred and I want to make sure we're doing everything we can to prevent these circumstances from happening. Uh, but the spike that we're seeing just based on the data, it, it's largely attributed uh, to in, in particular uh, gun and drug deals. I goofed on uh, separating the recycling here earlier, but I mean, this, <laughs> this, this is uh, it's a big deal. $11 million in repairs and, finally getting the city back on a curbside recycling program. I, I'm excited about that. You know, usually my, my family uh, doesn't heckle me about things, but they have been heckling me for months about the recycling program. Huh. And that, you know, I know you've talked about this on the show before, but for folks who haven't heard it, I mean, what we had was a, a lithium ion battery cause a, a fire at our recycling center and just do a tremendous amount of damage and, and there was really the team at the recycling center decided, okay, well, we've got to fix everything that caused that was impacted by that. But while we're at it, there's a lot of things we can do to, to modernize our recycling system uh, for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So let's go ahead and do that while we're doing all this work. And so it took more time than uh, I know a lot of folks would have liked, but now the system that they've got uh, is world-class and ready to go for years to come. also think it's important, I don't think most Tulsans realize, 96% of household waste in Tulsa is recycled in one way or another. Even mm. the stuff that you throw in the trash bin, that goes to our trash to energy plant where it is burned and converted to electricity. Uh, I think there are probably few cities in America uh, that have less of an impact on landfills than we have in Tulsa because we have the combination of our curbside recycling program and our trash to energy plant that converts uh, waste to electricity. But you know what? That's a good way for folks to think about it, too. If they're standing there with something in their hand going, do I throw it away or do I throw it in the recycling? Probably err on the side of throwing it away and keep that recycling to the stuff that you know should go in there. And and rest assured that what you throw away is still being turned into energy that's and being exactly recycled right. in some way. That's exactly right. And honestly, for our recycling program, that that's the biggest challenge is uh, sorting out you know, on, on any given month, we have between 20 and 30 percent of all the stuff that's put in recycling bins is not actually recyclable. Right. Yeah. And Slows so everything that impacts down. us from a cost standpoint and from a manpower standpoint. And so, yeah, no, I, you know, our team has done, <clears throat> I think, a great job of advertising generally what you ought to be recycling, you know, uh, newspaper. Uh, if it's from your kitchen, generally you can recycle it. If it's from your shed, or your garage, yeah. probably not. Right, with um, the oil and stuff on it. Yeah, no. Exactly, exactly. Mayor, thank you, and we'll talk to you again next week, if not sooner. Okay, thank you. Mayor G.T. Bynum.